The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Lord, I thank you that we can gather together tonight as a group, online and in person, uh, to hear your word and uh, to see what the Holy Spirit has to reveal to our hearts uh, tonight. And um, I thank you that the message that I get to share tonight, they've got ears to hear, hearts to receive, oh, and eyes to see is to hear and a heart to receive whatever the holy spirit shows us tonight and i thank you for it in the name of jesus amen so frank to answer your question it's everything is lining up like i said last week i said there's um different prophecies that are coming to pass all at the same time so a few years ago um because it was not the time, and this is why I always say, you know, you get you get a lot of these Christians that um, went through a little phase where they said, the Lord is going to take us away on October the 27th, and they mentioned some date and so Now, what happened was, these people, this, this happened, this is history, this happened. These people went and quit their jobs, they sold their houses, they sold their cars, and all that type of stuff. And they went into this little camp, and you see how it's becoming a cult already. Mm -hmm. And they were waiting, and the day came, you can go and Google this, and the day came, and they they laughed, and they said, yeah, you people going to be left behind, you didn't want to listen to us, and so forth. Well, the next day... I think the 28th came, and then they found themselves still on earth. And um, very, very embarrassing. I think this guy's name is Harry or something like that. He went and he said, no, there's another date. You see? Yeah, I missed it. And then there was another date. Well, uh, some of those people committed suicide. Oh, the, the death cult, they call them. Yeah, the, some of people committed suicide. And yeah, because how do you come back from that? They couldn't get their jobs back. How a house? I mean, a house is not something you just go to the bank and stick your card in and say, "I'm going to take out forty bucks now and go and buy a house." Mm-hmm. You you just don't recover from that. And so, well, uh, people who were paying off on their houses for years, I mean, they lost everything. You, you see how, how Satan brings about those people. Doesn't it? Doesn't bring about Satan, satanic worshippers, he brings about people to deceive the church. Once again, remember last week I said, know your enemy. Mm -hmm. And Satan's real. Mm -hmm. And so this guy is talking about the rapture and so forth. And um, what happened was there was no rapture yet. You see? And so... Why did those people lose all their stuff? It's their own fault. Mm. Yeah. You can buy a second-hand Bible for $2. Yeah. 
You can some there's some companies that'll give you that Bible for free. All, I've got if you want. All you have to do is read it. Yes. And then you won't be deceived. Mm -hmm. You see? So how do we know it's the end times? How do we know? What makes us different from this Harry or Henry chap, whatever his name was? <laughs> I think his surname was Campbell or something like that. Sure. Um, so what makes us different from him? Why are we right and why is he wrong? Well, when he made that statement, number one, he had no Bible prophecy to back him up. Yes. We do have Bible prophecy. You see, the Bible says, how do we know it's the end times? It says, Jesus said, look at the fig tree mm. and look at all the trees around the fig tree. So if you go and look in the Old Testament, the fig tree is Israel. And the, all the trees around the fig trees, those are the nations yes. that are around Israel. And so that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you can judge Bible prophecy accurately. Uh, at that point, uh, the Jews were not interested in building a temple. In, yeah, in the 80s, 90s, there was no talk of it. There's no interest in it. Mm. It's only now recently. Why? God has woken them up. You see, there is a prophecy in the Bible that talks about the third temple that's going to be built. You see, and the Jews are doing this thing by faith. I've said this many times. It is so sad that the Jews who are not even born again, they've got more faith than some Christians yes. today. Because if you want to understand faith better and you want to know how faith works, then um, all you have to do is go and look at how the Jews are operating today. So the Jews believe that there's going to be a third temple. There is going to be a third temple. And you'll see there are Jewish artists that are painting the temple mount without the dome of the rock. That's faith, eh? Man, I've seen it myself. And um, that is their statement. They, there's videos. They have made videos that look very, very realistic. Where there are cranes working and so forth on the Temple Mount. And there's no Dome of the Rock there. Actual wow. videos. Beautiful. And then they've got old Jewish men uh, sitting there, you know, with everything on them and they got this scroll in front of them and and you know they're busy reading and so forth and then their little children are playing soccer and so forth and then they run up to this old jewish man and they pull him and take him to the the edge of the uh, of the mountain and then they point uh to the temple mount and they say look there the third temple has been built this is this is faith Yes. This is faith. And they're why? not even Christians. Yeah. Why is it faith? Because the Dome of the Rock is still there. Mm -hmm. The Muslims are still um, operating there on the Temple Mount at this point. So, the only difference is the Jews will not be building the Third Temple in this lifetime. Okay? It's not going to happen. But... 
they are required to live by faith. That's that a Jew just knows faith. Yes. You you got to understand. There's Christians that are <laughs> hey, still uh, very very carnal. But you go and talk to a Jew. A Jew just knows faith. A Jew just knows blessing. That's all they know. You can't talk them out of it. Mm. So uh, we don't interfere with them. They're on the right track. Um, they just think that they're going to be building the third temple very, very soon. And it's based on a prophecy in the book of Ezekiel. Okay, In their book, it's called Eheskiel. In our English language, it's Ezekiel. But... Um, the prophecy goes like this, and we know it. After the Antichrist has been destroyed, and and how's he going to be destroyed? Well, the New Testament tells us how. Jesus is going to open up his mouth, and with his word, he's going to smack that Antichrist flat out of his back. Remember, David wanted to build the temple. Remember that. And God said to David, it's not for you to build. He said, that is for your son Solomon. That's his calling. You see, so David was not allowed to build the temple. So likewise, the Jews are not allowed to build the temple. Now, it's not their calling right now. You see, and the dome of the rock is still going to be there for a while. Okay. And the third temple is going to be built where the Dome of the Rock is standing. Okay. But the Jews know that there's a prophecy that's going to be fulfilled and an earthquake is going to come from the bottom and it's going to crack that Dome of the Rock and destroy it. All right. And the scripture says it's the Messiah himself that's going to overlook the building of the third temple. So that's Jesus. So the Jews will not be building it, but the Messiah will be overlooking it himself. He will be here on the earth, and that will be during the millennial reign. That's when that will take place. So it will not be taking place in this time. So does that make the faith of the Jews none effect? No. 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 They have to be. In, someone's got to be on, in faith here on the earth for that temple to be built. Yeah. Everything works by faith. Someone's got to be in faith here on the earth. And it's certainly not me. I'm not believing for the third temple to be built. <laughs> I've got other work to do. But that's that's for my Jewish brothers and sisters. Yes. you know, And let them do it. They know what they're doing. That's their culture. They've prepared um, everything. They've got the menorah. It's done. Um, they've tracked uh, people who come from the Levitical priesthood. Mm. They've found them. Uh, did you know that not every Jew has a marker in their blood? It's only the people from the priestly tribe of Levi. They're the only ones that have got a marker in their bloodline. And so the Israelis, you can go and look this up. I've checked it up and I've checked it out by proper Jewish authorities who take this very, very, very seriously. And... Um, they found Jewish boys that have got that mark in their blood. And they're busy training those Jews right now. Mm. They have been scouting the globe for all the materials to um, make those priestly garments. Because God gave them special instruction. You're not going to get it at your local Walmart. No. <laughs> You're not going to get it at Pep. Or your Dolce Gabbana. Yeah, you, it's, you, you, you're not going to. You, some, some of the stone has to be 
uh, mined in other countries. And they've done that already. And they're busy training the boys how to give sacrifice. So they're doing all of that stuff. And the instruments of the temple have already been made. Yes. That's also done. And they're looking for the, and the now, red heifer. And now they're busy with the red heifer. And uh, they're looking for two red heifers. And there are a lot of farmers in Texas that are on board with the rabbis. And they're working together. And they're raising red heifers. And the rabbis come over there and they inspect and and so they, they they were very close. Didn't they get one? I'm mm. sure they got one. Didn't they get one? There was yeah. there was there was one, but um, there was two little grey hairs in it, oh, okay. so they couldn't oh, take oh, it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, without it, spot or blemish, it's yeah, got it's to be 100 perfect. It's not to have. It's not allowed to have one little white line. So that there. Uh, is important as well, the heifers. Mm. So the Jews are in faith, like you have got no idea. In their mind, we're building the temple. Yes. That's that, okay? Even though I'm not going to burst their bubble and tell them it's not happening in this lifetime, but it has to happen in the next age, you see? And that's because uh, God does his calculations uh, very, very accurately. And so forth. And um, when that happens, the Messiah has to be here. And when does the Messiah come? It's, it all makes sense. If you, you know, if you read your Bible and you'll understand these things, it all makes sense. When Jesus comes down, we come down with him. This is after the, the supper. We come down here. And that's when we fight uh, the Chinese, the kings of the east. When they all come over at that point, there's a lot of chaos here on the earth. And God's going to clean all of this mess up because it's got to be burnt and so forth. Why must it be burnt? Does anyone know why it must be burnt? That's right. It's full of sin. Yeah. So that's why God's got to, he's going to bring out a new heaven and a new earth. Okay. Very, very interesting times. That's why we know we are in the end now because the Jews have all of a sudden woken up. And said, okay, it's time. We need to start. So that prophecy has been fulfilled. Another prophecy has been fulfilled where um, the Jews are coming. God says in his word, he says, I will call my daughters, my sons and my daughters from the four corners of the earth. And if you go and look, there were Jews that were exiled into different countries. And all of a sudden, they just got up and they said, we need to go home. Mm -hmm. It's like an internal clock that just went off. Mm -hmm. And they just said, we've got to go home. Why did they have to go home? Because God said so. Awesome. It's a prophecy. It must be fulfilled. I knew a Jew um, here in Port Elizabeth. He was staying here illegally in the country for over 27 years. Mm -hmm. And one day, he just came and said, I must go home. It was amazing. Because I know the prophecy. So we've actually, as a Christian, I've been watching that prophecy being fulfilled where God says, I'm calling my people back home. And the Jews just left. Uh, Theodore Herzl was a dedicated Jewish school. Mm. There's not a Jew in that school anymore. You know who goes to that school now? Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a Jew in that school. Why? They went home outstanding and to watch this guy his name was Mao's 
this Jew. And um, I made friends with him, Yen PE, and added him on Facebook and so forth. And he said, he's been living here illegally. And he said, I must go home. And uh, he just packed up his bags. After all these years, the prophecy just, God just knocked on his heart, said he must go. And he went. So all these different prophecies are coming to pass, you see. And that is how we know we are now living at the end. We must be very careful because we are in that time now where there's going to be a cleansing that takes place. Yeah. And we must, the, the Bible says we must get rid of sin. Why must we get rid of sin? Because we don't want to be stuck here. Because there's yeah. going to be Christians that are going to be stuck here. Because they don't want to listen. You see? But unfortunately that has to happen. It's just one of those things. But if you come here to this ministry and you listen to us, we're just watching over your soul. And we want you to make sure that you've got oil in your lamps. And we want to make sure that you're going to go up with us in the rapture and we'll keep you on your toes and stuff like that. And when the trumpet sounds, you're going to be so happy. Man, I was part of Trevor Van Fearing Ministries. It wasn't a waste. These guys kept me on my toes and look at me today. I'm, I'm escaping all of this wrath in the earth. And, um, you know, people say, um, well, I won't get into that. Actually, let me not get into that. Um, where's the Antichrist going to be sitting? Because I thought, you know, that he's sitting in a third temple. Where is he going to be sitting? There in? is a temple. There is um, a very, very big temple in Jerusalem. And that is probably the temple that he's going to go and sit in. Okay. He's, um, God will never permit an unclean beast to come into his holy temple. And then he must use it afterwards. Yeah. Uh, that will never, ever happen. Yes. So, um, uh, but good question, Frank. Very, very good question. There is a very big temple uh, in the city of Jerusalem. It's one of the biggest at the moment, but it's not the third temple. Okay. It's, um, it's more of a synagogue, it's a, but it's a very, very, very big synagogue. Um, and it's beautiful inside. This is part of my calling. So it's just natural for me to go and, and dig and dig and dig. So I've even looked at, I know the location of this um, synagogue. I know what it looks like inside. It's huge inside. It's most likely where he would be. There's another option. Um, they are building a church and a synagogue and um, a mosque all on one property as well. Um, that would also make sense mm. because uh, they want to push for one world religion. That's another thing. There was no such thing. This thing is called globalism now. Okay. Yes. So, so the Bible talks about uh, in the book of Revelation, it talks about a one world order. Okay. And you will see now. If you look at the presidents of the world, they're falling into prophecy. You see uh, how they're falling into prophecy. Have you watched Biden? He's making sure that the borders are open. Yeah. You see, he's making sure people can cross the borders. Uh, Trudeau did that as well in Canada. They, they did that here in South Africa a couple of years ago. They opened up the borders. And, and what is that? Why are they doing that? Uh, the answer is very simple. Satan is not omnipresent. Yeah. 
You see, he's not omnipresent like God. God is omnipresent. God can be in 122 different places, 122 million different places mm. all at the same time. Yes. And he can be in different cultures, different languages, different time zones, different seasons all at the same time. But Satan can't. And so what Satan is trying to push for is globalism. Because when he comes in as the Antichrist, it's going to be very difficult when there's different passports and different presidents to deal with. Because Mm. Satan has still got to deal with free will. And that will get in his way. You see? So what he's trying to do is open up all the borders so that um, it's easy for him to operate Mm. and push his agenda. Why do you think that they changed uh, the currency? At this point in time, they are trying to um, make the borders open. And you'll see all the people that are doing that, all the world leaders that are doing that, they're not lack up here in the head. Yeah. You know? And, it, it, I mean, if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. Mm. It does not make sense in the natural. I mean, if I was a president, uh, but because I'm saved, I can think clearly. Mm. But um, the first thing I'm thinking of is, you know, when you're a president, you're thinking of serving the people. And you want to make things better for your own people. You don't want to damage the economy. But uh, these guys, they don't care about It's like everything is like nothing makes sense. So... They the devil don't. Has blinded their yeah, eyes. That, that's that is it right there. The devil has blinded their minds, so they don't care if the economy tanks. They don't care about crime. They don't care about that, because that's what it's like in hell. Mm. It's just a hundred times just worse. Yeah. Uh, and Satan's trying to do that. You see, the the Antichrist, because the church has got so much power, the Antichrist can't just walk up onto the world stage and start controlling things. It doesn't work like that. He, he's still bound by us. We have authority over him. We are his judge here on the earth. So he can't just come in and do whatever he wants. It, it's got to be done in stages. And again, subtle. Mm. Subtle. Mm. Subtle. Subtle. But... Make no mistake, make no mistake, everything is being prepared for him right now. Yeah, you can see now um, when they're taking little babies and chopping their heads off and um, raping women and stuff like that. And then you got protesters in other countries aware of what they're doing and supporting them. Mm. Now you can say, yes, Jesus is coming soon. Because that there is a perfect atmosphere for the Antichrist to take over. So when the Antichrist comes in and he starts saying things that these guys have already been experiencing, it's nothing new. You see, he doesn't have to work hard and try and convince him to be evil. They're doing it already. They're doing it already. Don't you remember what John said in 1 John? He said, there are many Antichrists that have left us. They're already in the world. They've been working for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's working. It's working. It's working. So that's why I said to you, this, the way I see it, prophetically speaking, it's like little puzzle pieces, different prophecies coming to pass. And every time a prophecy has been fulfilled, another piece of the puzzle comes onto the board. You see, and slowly but surely we start seeing the picture. You can see very clearly that um, 
evil is good and good is evil. Yes. Like it wasn't so bad, say, five years ago. Yes. But as we're getting closer to Jesus' coming, yeah. it's getting darker and darker. And things that used to be evil are now good. And good yeah. is you, now evil. You get, like I said, and this is on the internet, um, I don't even know how to respond to it. There are men that will argue with you that they can get their monthly cycle like a woman. They will argue with you. There are men that will tell you they are falling pregnant now. Yeah. Also with that um, chip that they... They want to start running trials and uh, yeah. to put that chips in people's brains. Yeah. So all of those pieces are coming together. When I say to you, the world is getting darker and darker, I'm not making this up because yeah. I've got my eyes on the news, mm. only on news that are that's related to the prophetic. And I've got my eyes on everything that's happening right now. So when I say to you... Um, you know, it's getting darker and darker. I'm not over-exaggerating at all. This is a time now. This is. Can you understand why the church is falling away now? Because yes. there's so much pressure. Yes. Such a lot of pressure against the church now. And the weak will fall away very fast. Mm. And they're like, ah, you, you hear people say, ah, I converted. I converted to Islam or whatever the case may be. Um, because there's so much pressure on them, but it's only because they're weak, you yeah. see. So why do you come to church on a Wednesday? Why do we bring out podcasts? Why do we post those things on the to group? Get up. It's to keep you strong. Yes. It's to keep you strong. It's yeah. to keep you strong. So go and read that stuff. Don't go and look and say it's long. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to read this now. It's too long. Go and read it. Yeah, it's there. It's there to keep. That's oil, that. Yeah. yeah. That is oil, you see. And we're there to keep your eyes opened. You, your eyes must be opened and you must be ready. So that when the trumpet sounds, hey, I've been downloading the podcast. I've been praying for the ministry. I've been streaming every Wednesday or coming here, whatever the case may be. You've been doing your bit and you've been reading your Bible and so forth. You've got a lack of relationship with the Lord. And you waiting for the trumpet sound, mm. you see, and um, you can say that boldly because you've got oil. That's that's how you get in. It's not because you're a Christian. No, it's because you're a Christian and you've got oil. Yeah. Okay. Never forget that. Okay. That was a nice introduction. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to flow over from what Trevor was speaking about because I think that what I want to talk about is kind of like a continuation. You know, there's like so much stuff that's happening in the world right now. A lot of people are anxious and fearful because what's happening is very scary. And I'm not going to talk about any of the stuff that's happening because I don't, not that I don't care about it, but I don't need to feel more fear, full or or increase the fear, but more to give you hope. Yep. You all know, if you've been watching the news, there are really horrible things happening. But praise God, we don't have to be caught up in all of that. 
Yes, we do see it, but we don't have to be caught up in it. And how do you not get caught up in it in the sense where you are fearful, fearful of it and uh, overtaken by anxiety? What am I going to do? What happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? You've got to find yourself in a place where you are so lost in the Father that mm. he, like, he is the secret place of the Most High. Yeah. Yeah. He is Amen. the shadow. Like, if you are walking in the Spirit, because this is actually what I'm going to speak about tonight, is the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit, the importance yeah. of it. And um, I don't know if you remember um, last year, I did do a message on praying in the Spirit. And as we're going, you will see in the times we are living in, it is actually more important to be praying in the Spirit than to be praying in English. Yeah. I'm not saying don't pray in English. Yeah. I'm just saying if you really, if you, if you see where we're headed at the moment, we don't know. And I mean, we can admit this. We do not know 100% what we are supposed to be praying for because we've never encountered any of these things that are happening in today's yeah. time. Um, with all the wars and the natural disasters and the murders and all that stuff that's happening, the inflation, the I mean, anyway, there's a long list of things. We don't need to go down that road, the bad stuff that's going on. The Holy Spirit is the only one who is going to see you through that. Yeah. And what I love about the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift that we have been given to pray in the Holy Spirit is that we don't need to know what we need to pray for. Yeah. We don't need to know. We don't need to sit there and go, I don't know what to pray for. Uh, you feel, and this is something the Lord taught me that I just want to share with you, which I did mention be, like a year ago, but I feel like I just need to remind you is that, you know, the Lord said to me, I, I, I had this like long list of people and things that I wanted to pray for in the spirit Five minutes here, ten minutes here, five minutes here, ten minutes here. And and he said to me, you don't need to do that. And I said to him, but like I want to direct prayers to certain things. You can do that. Really, you can. But he said to me, when you're praying in the spirit, you're praying my perfect will right at that point. You don't need to still go and be all like I need to pray for this person and this person and this person. That's that's amazing. If you've got the time to do that, that's fantastic. And it really works. Um, everybody needs prayer. Um, but he said, when you make the decision to pray in the spirit, you don't need to label it. He says, I already know what you need to pray for. So if you just submit yourself to the Holy Spirit and you start praying, what you are praying in that moment is God's highest will at that time. You may not know who you're praying for or what you're praying for, but it's who and what God needs you to pray for in that exact moment. Mm -hmm. You can't do better than him. So his choice is way better than yours. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And the sooner we realize that, the better. So you don't need to still sit there and think now, oh, how must I pray? What must I pray? He's made it so easy for us. He said, just pray in the spirit. Just submit yourself to me. You don't have to worry about anything else. It's actually just that simple. And, you know, I went through a time period where I was praying. I think it was three months flat. I just prayed 
between an hour and two hours every day. And one of the things that really stood out to me after that time of prayer was the sense of peace that I felt. Yeah. And it's it's such an unusual feeling, not a bad unusual feeling. I've only ever felt it one other time uh, when I wasn't praying the Spirit for something totally different. It was a, a peace that was so tangible, you could feel it. And I remember sitting... I think I was sitting on one of the couches. It was a it was a summer day, and so the sun's beaming in early in the morning, and I and I realized I'm not anxious of anything. Like I'm not worried about. It. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I was like, I'm not I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I just like I'm not worried about anything. And for the first time in such a long time, I felt a peace that surpasses my understanding and it is real it really exists to be in a dark hole and still feel peace but that will only come when you submit yourself to praying in the holy ghost every single day as much as you can i had like your such a ton of stuff that i wanted to mention to you guys but why pray why pray in the holy spirit because it is our lifeline right now. It's the way our Father will communicate with us in in these dark times. You know what I love most about the praying in the Spirit is, and it was like a little simple lesson that I learned when I learned when I received that gift, was we get to pray in a language that our enemy cannot understand. Yes. Yeah. So let me just add to that for those who don't know about tongues when she's saying pray in the holy spirit yes. or pray in other tongues a good term for those who don't know about it who've never experienced it before is you can say it like this an unknown tongue yes okay it's just a it's just an old pentecostal term for a language yes you see when you're speaking in other tongues it means a tongue or a language that you don't know out of your head. Yes. It's something that you have not learned before. And you cannot learn it. Mm. Okay. So that's what we're talking about when we say other tongues or an unknown tongue. Why is it unknown? Because you haven't learned it. Yeah. You understand? You have not learned it. You cannot learn it. Yes. That's why it's unknown to you. So then, how on earth are you speaking in tongues then? You know, these people that are streaming here, hint, hint. <laughs> it's very simple. Your tongue, did you know this? Your tongue is connected to, to your spirit. spirit. Okay. Your tongue is not connected to your brain. It's connected to your spirit. That's why there are people that even if they're in a coma, they can. some people have been known to speak. Mm. But their mind is shut down. How on earth are they doing that? It's coming from their heart. Yes. Your tongue is connected to your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> There's a good scripture. Yeah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth, mouth speaks. speaks. Mm -hmm. 
But there've been there's been Christians that have been in a coma. This is amazing testimonies, and they were just their mouth would just open and they'd start speaking in tongues and they prayed themselves right out their come out the yes. coma. It's because it comes it comes from your heart. So it now watch this. If you go and read First Corinthians chapter fourteen, it says, "My spirit prays." Mm. But you're doing it by the Holy Ghost. Yes. And thank you, Marius. Yes, the scripture says your mind is unfruitful. Yes. Of course it's unfruitful. What does that mean? I don't know what I just said. Yes. That's what it means. I don't know what... Well, of course you don't know because it's not a language you learned. Mm -hmm. It didn't come from your knowledge. It didn't come from something you learned. You did not go to university and learn this language. Mm -hmm. You understand? It comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you the words... And remember, he says the tongues of men and And of of angels. So you can speak multiple languages, but you're doing it by the Holy Spirit. You're not doing it. You can't do it out of your own free will. And that's what we mean when we're saying other tongues or praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Spirit. You You use those terms synonymously. You can use it like that. Okay. Yes. So that's what we're talking about. So just to to go over that, like, why is it important? Because in the times we're living in, we need it. We need it. Um, And from that peace that I experienced in that time that I I invested uh, to pray in the Spirit, and I really recommend minimum an hour a day. I'm not even kidding. Um, I have felt uh, one of the things that I've also found is when you are praying in the spirit for between 45 minutes and upwards, you'll find tongues just wants to come out of you on its own. Just like that. You can be sitting and doing whatever. And how many times I'm at work when I'm really, I'm back into the swing of things. I'll be working and all of a sudden I'll just start speaking in tongues. I'm like, Okay, Lord. <laughs> but but it's so nice because you know what it is? It's almost like a, a dose of morphine. Yeah. I don't really want to use that. But it's like you, when the pressure comes, tongues comes out. Yeah. And that's actually what you want. You yes. don't want the words from your flesh to come out. So why praying in tongues? It's our lifeline. It's our connection to our Father. It's, it's an open door for answers to come from him from wisdom to come from him that so bypasses the enemy he has no clue what's going on and that's what you want you don't want your enemy to know your your forces secrets so you are praying and you're communicating with your father and he's sharing mysteries with you how awesome is that that you can know The mysteries of the Father, like how many people always say, oh, God is so mysterious. You never know what he's going to do. You never know. You can know. You can. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. And then you have that beautiful, beautiful blessing of being able to ask for interpretation. And he will tell you exactly what you prayed. You can interpret. You just have to um, submit to that. Let me me just throw something in here as well, what she said there. Think about this. You are praying and God prays. Whose prayer is far superior? Oh, his. 
I mean, come on. You're going to pray about basically what you can see, mm -hmm. what you can hear. Yes. You know, that your prayer, your prayer life is very, very limited. Yes. But when the Spirit of God steps in, do you think He's going to let you basically pray the exact same prayer, but just in other tongues? No. No. What would be the point of that? The Holy Ghost is giving you words. Mm -hmm. yeah. The right words. Mm -hmm. Think about that. You praying what God needs you to pray. You think you know what you need to pray. Mm -hmm. You don't. We have no clue. Half the time we're praying the wrong thing. When, when the Holy Ghost takes over and you heal. This is what you're doing. You're healing your tongue to the Holy Ghost. Yes. That's there's, what you really There's no doing. better prayer. There's no better prayer. He's giving you words to pray in a language that your enemy has got no cooking clue what you're saying. Mm. And the scripture says when you're praying in tongues, you, you're speaking to God in a mystery. Why yes. is it a mystery? Because it's the perfect will of God. And if Satan knew what the will of God is, he'd use it to kill you. Mm. Yeah. But it's hidden from him yes and it's a secret between you it's it's an unfair advantage to the church yes the christian that can talk in tongues versus the christian that can't talk in tongues who do you think is going to get into the will of god quicker mm -hmm. come on yes the person who's praying in tongues can you see why it's so important to have that because you pray yourself right into the perfect will of god you you praying on a are far superior level. You're praying the right way. Did you know that when you're speaking an unknown tongue, you are quoting covenant. You're quoting blood. You're quoting things that you need to quote that you would never quote when you're praying in your own, yes. your own language. It's just, it's a prayer on steroids, to be honest with yes. you. Watch or this. steroids. Watch this. <laughs> Out of your prayers versus God's prayers, I'll tell you now, 100% of the time, the tongues always gets answered. Yes. yes so that's actually something that the Lord said to me. He said to me when I pray, and it's something I do before I pray in, in the Spirit, I always say, thank you, Lord. This is an answered prayer. It's already, yeah. it's already answered before you pray. Because where has God never had a prayer answered? Why would he let you pray a prayer? And he's going to make sure, uh, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> That's weird. Um, Why would he waste your time? Why would he waste his time? Exactly. I mean, he does everything with a specific purpose. Yeah. Nothing is like out of place or or for nothing, for somernet, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a reason behind everything. And um, I just, like, I really love the fact that when we pray, even like when we were praying last night, the enemy has no idea what we're praying. Yeah. He, he, like he doesn't even have a clue of what direction we were going or where we we're going or who we we're praying for. He just knows we we're praying and he doesn't understand a single thing. So he doesn't yeah. know where to go. He doesn't know who to trip up. He doesn't know what obstacle to throw. And it takes him a long time to be able to set up stuff. He can't do stuff on the spur of the moment because he doesn't have access to all the things. There's a lot of obstacles in his way it takes him years um to set up an ambush against you yes think about that mm. well uh i don't believe that well then why are you still living why are you still here exactly hello yes 
The devil's not as powerful as you think he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can pull resources together, but it takes him a very long time to do that. Mm-hmm. Even you can think about a, a thief or a killer. Yes. The guy doesn't wake up, my friend. You need to realize how slow things are for Satan. Yes. Oak doesn't wake up in the morning. He's been living a good life all his life. And then all of a sudden, today he's going to go out and murder people. It doesn't work like Mm -hmm. that. He's got to get into the Oak's head. Months and months and months and months and months and months and months until it builds up. And the guy's got to take it first. He's got free will. He can reject it. Exactly. I mean, if Satan had great power... This world would be finished in two days. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, he's got to work in the same way that... It, it works the same with faith. Yeah. That with fear. He can't He can't do anything if you don't give him fear. Yeah. Um, and yes. everything works, again, with seed form. You've yes. got... It starts with something, like that guy was saying, a pebble. And then a skyrocket, well, runs down the hill and yeah. gathers all the snow and... Any, anyway. Praying in the Spirit advances God's will on the earth. Yeah. So we've spoken a lot about our father and loving him and obeying him and walking in the fear of the Lord. And one of those things is being obedient to pray in the spirit so that we can advance his will in the earth. Because when we advance his will in the earth, Jesus comes. Yes. So... That's another reason we're supposed to be praying in the Spirit. We're doing it for our Father to advance His will, not our will, because when we're praying in the Spirit, it's got nothing to do with our will at all. So just think about that, because I know we go through a bit of dry spells sometimes, and you're like, oh, I don't feel like praying in the Spirit right now, you know. Well, guess what? It's not about you. It's about Him and about advancing His kingdom in this earth, His will in this earth. Um. I just want to read a couple of scriptures to you. You don't have to go there um, because I do find that going to the scriptures does lose the attention sometimes. So I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures. Um, I actually want to read this one from the Amplified quickly. Um, but if you do want to go there, you're welcome to. It's Romans 8, 26 to 27. Um, you know, just for those who are looking for some scriptures uh, as we are talking about the Holy Spirit, he is he is wonderful. And he's a he, by the way. Yeah. There's people who talk about the Holy Spirit like it's an it, but yeah. he's not an it. He's a yeah. he. He is a part of the Godhead. He is so vital. He's so vital to us and our survival on this earth, really, really and truly. He is our Father's power in this earth. He is the spirit of love. Amen. He's the spirit of love in the earth. And he won't always be here. Yeah. So Romans 8, 26 and 27. I just want to read that. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. How awesome is that, eh? When you're feeling weak, you can just pray in the Holy Spirit and um, he bears you up. Uh, The NIV says the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Um, For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we Mm. ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf 
with unshakable yearnings and groanings to deep too deep for utterance. Yeah. Um, another word for supplication is just uh, said pleading. I wrote it down here somewhere. But um, anyway, um, I just think it's so amazing. If you don't know what to pray in every situation that you're in, praying in the Holy Spirit. Yes, you sir. can't go wrong, honestly. And then you ask the Lord for interpretation and he will give it to you. He doesn't want it to be a mystery to you. Yeah. You know, because you need it to go from your spirit to where you understand it. Um, so don't be afraid to ask him and, and receive that. Then Ephesians 6.18, it's, and this is one of my favorite ones. It says, praying at all times, on every occasion, in every season. The Passion Translation says, pray passionately in the Spirit. Um, I, I really like that because I think we forget we're only supposed to pray in the Spirit when, you know, there's trouble. But it says, pray at all times, on yeah. every occasion. It should yeah. be something coming out of us all the time because yeah. it's our heavenly language you know it's how we communicate with our father and i find like i've told you before i feel a tangible peace when i'm praying in the spirit how could you not want to experience that yeah. there's so much stuff going on so many things that are making us anxious and weary and he's saying come to me yeah. come to me Come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and pray in the Spirit. And it takes you out of your flesh, and it puts you in the Spirit, away from everything that's troubling you. And I promise you, you know what happens then? When you are done praying in the Spirit, you, you have that enlightenment mm -hmm. where you know what to do, where to go. It's such a wonderful thing. It really is. Um... And then I want to read to you. I just want to ask, I wrote another translation here where it says, Praying in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers yes. uh, for all believers everywhere. That's actually something we should be doing as well. Mm -hmm. um, praying in the Spirit for everyone. Uh, because believers are under attack, yeah. being persecuted. They are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. And something the Lord is always, like a picture he's always used with me is a family uh, unit. He's always taught me he's a dad, I'm a child. Mm -hmm. And um, he always explains things to me from a family point of view. Mm -hmm. And you are all my brothers and sisters in Christ. So I should treat you like I would treat my own blood brothers and sisters. And he's saying, pray for them. Why? Because you love them. You love them. You love the Lord. Pray yeah. for them. That You don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's all going on with everyone at the moment behind closed doors. I don't know everyone's burdens and the, the issues that they have. Even issues that maybe you might not even be aware of. And the Lord's saying, pray for them. Pray for them. Because you know what happens? The more you pray for them. I always think of the story of Daniel. Uh, that pray, when the, he prayed for 21 days, mm. um, I'm not saying have to, we have to pray 21 days, but the more you pray, the darkness lifts. The more you pray, the darkness lifts. The more you pray, the darkness lifts yes. until light dawns. Yes. Light dawns for the person you're praying for. So that's why I say um, you don't have to specifically mention anything because the Lord said to me, when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying for the perfect thing at the perfect time. But if you do want to direct your prayer to someone, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. 
and we do specifically pray for each and every one of you and the most amazing thing is it's an answered prayer already so whoever we're praying for you may not see stuff happening but we know it's an answered prayer and we will see the manifestation of whatever it is that we've been praying for Mm -hmm. so like our dad is just he's so awesome really he's so awesome um i see we are running out of time as well yeah so just do jude okay uh then jude 1 verse 20 it says but ye beloved building up yourself on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost i wrote next to the scripture why do we pray in the holy ghost to build up our most holy faith and the word holy just means pure yeah consecrated sacred sanctified faith it's like a faith that hasn't been tainted. Yeah. It hasn't been ruined, yeah. you know. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, our most holy purified. Pra- purified. Yes, purified a, faith. A, because you've got to understand when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. you are praying outside the parameters of what you know. Yes. You're praying outside of the parameters of fear. Mm-hmm. That would usually block you off. Yes. Amen. And as you're praying, you'll notice the more you pray in the Holy Ghost, this is why it's so important, so, 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 so important for a Christian to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Mm. This is very, very important. It just means you've been immersed in the Holy Ghost, just yes. like you would be immersed in water, mm. water baptism. Uh, when you get saved, you have the Holy Spirit. Yes. He's there. Yes. You're just not baptized. Mm -hmm. That's all. Because there's no way you can come to the Father without the Holy Spirit. That can't happen. Yes. You understand? There's no such thing as salvation without the Holy Spirit. No, you have the Holy Spirit. Yes. You're just not immersed. That's all. Yes. And that's what he wants. So already 50% of the battles won. Mm -hmm. You see how easy it is? He's already there with you. You just need to be dunked in Him. Okay? That's it. So it's not, God, please send your Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit has been sent. Yes. You've got Him. Yes. You just He's just going to dunk you. That's all. Why would He withhold that from you? No. Okay? And when you get dunked, why do you need Him so much? Because He is the one that empowers you mm. to live the Christian life. You can't do it without Him. It's impossible to do it without Him. It really is. And praying in the Holy Ghost strengthens your faith. Mm. You see? Without that, man, you can live the Christian life. Don't get me wrong. But it's going to be very hard. Yes. It's almost like you're doing everything in your own strength. And God knows that. Mm -hmm. And that's why He's such a, a loving Father. And He's quick to baptize you. All right. Uh, Okay, well, I'm obviously not going to be able to carry on with my notes because there's a lot of them. But uh, I just want to, I just want to tell you, make time, make time to pray in the spirit, make time to pray as much as you can in the spirit, because you need, you need that additional boost of power backing you up every day. We've, are surrounded by the world and our flesh and unfortunately if you're trying to battle that 
in your flesh, you are going to lose every time. Yeah. Where the Holy Spirit is always going to, he is the spirit of truth. So he's always going to steer you in the course of truth, away from the things that are going to harm you. But if you're not praying in the spirit, you you don't have that full access to that. So one of the things that I also love is um, the fruits of the spirit. Yes. The Lord said to me, if you want to walk in the fruits of the spirit, you pray in the spirit. It becomes part of your nature because yeah. it's already in you. Yeah. Those yeah. fruits are in you already. They just need to be developed. Yes. But they're only going to be developed properly when you start praying in the Spirit. Because mm. aren't they the fruits of the Spirit? Yes. Yeah. The more you're praying in the Spirit, the more you're developing. And the more it's going to come out of you on its own. Patience, goodness, mm. kindness, self-control. Those things come out on their own and it's it's such a beautiful thing you we actually don't realize how blessed we are to have the holy spirit with us he is our victory already yes. in this earth yeah so um yeah we'll have to do a part two on the holy spirit that's good <laughs> yeah. okay okay Can we close in prayer yeah sure father i just thank for the message on the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you're always opening up more about the Holy Spirit to us and how we need to lean on him and rely on him uh, for everything in our lives. Yes. He is such a blessing to us and we thank you so much for sending him to us. Without him, we wouldn't be able to do anything in this earth. He is your power. Um, he is your love. He is your truth. Um, and you sent him to us because you love us so much. And I thank you that we that I got to share some of that tonight. And I thank you that you open up the 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 eyes of everyone here and uh, those who are listening, their ears and their hearts to receive and see and hear everything about what we're talking about, so that they can see into it and um, they can utilize what we tell them. And I thank you um, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And so, remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.